As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming, when no one can work. John chapter 9, verse 4. Welcome to Canaanbaum Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. This podcast features devotional segments shared by pastors serving the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, The Wells. My name is Tom Barthel, serving as pastor at Trinity Lutheran in Nina, Wisconsin. Glad to be serving as your host for this episode. This is episode number 114. We'll begin with God's Word for You, shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 38, verses 4 to 7. We're listening to God speak to Job and his friends from the storm. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand who marked off its dimensions. Surely you know. Who stretched the measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Now, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I don't know when the book of Job was written. The events seem to have taken place sometime after Abraham's time, maybe in the days between Genesis and Exodus, when Israel was gone from the land of Canaan, but other men who knew about the true God remained behind. Another part of the Bible that comes from outside of Israel from an uncertain time is a short group of sayings found near the end of the book of Proverbs. These are the sayings of, of, of Agur, son of Jekah, and perhaps he was an Ishmaelite. It's Proverbs 31 to 33. Agur asks a very similar question to God's in Proverbs 30, verse 4. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What's his name? And what is the name of his son? Surely you know. Wow, God doesn't bother with half measures, does he? Let's go back to the beginning of time, Job. Were you there when I laid the foundation? The same language for laying a foundation occurs in a well-known passage from Ezra. Many of the older people who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid. That's in Ezra 3. God pictures himself drafting the universe, marking off the measurements and stretching the measuring line across the skies, but no one remembers him doing this. God's construction metaphor continues with the Lord imagining himself digging out the footings of the earth in space and laying the great cornerstone to the music of stars and angels. Of course, God is speaking in figurative language. We know from other parts of the Bible that the tool God really used to make everything was simply his holy word. The Lord spoke and everything came into being from nothing at all. Although we can notice that this is one of the several verses that shows us all the angels, in Hebrew is sons of God, as in the opening chapters of Job, that they all came into being during the six days of creation. That isn't our main point of focus. The point is that when the universe was created, the angels of heaven sang for joy. And that should be our response too. The Lord is good. He is the one who made us and gave us life. Martin Luther said that one of the ways that we praise God the most is when we kiss the forehead of an unbaptized child. Kissing that child not because it is a child that belongs to God through faith, but simply because this is the creation of God. And of course, we want the baby to, to, to come to faith. That wasn't Luther's point. 
but acknowledging that everything, even the, uh, to many people, the rather disgusting and slimy forehead of a brand newborn baby is uh, the, the, the most recent creation of God in the world. We know that we can't answer God's questions any more than Job could, and so we praise him for what he has done. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. Here's a song by Stephen Bautista. His love will lead you home. place that you belong It's where you are meant to be But you'll never find your way Till you call on Jesus' name His love will lead you home And light the darkened path And be your truest guide From your solitary life And you may think you know the way But hiding just beyond the bend Is another dead end His love will lead you
to tell the story shared by Pastor Luke Italiano. The silences between his parents shouted insults told Benjamin everything he needed to know. This was his fault, but they didn't want to admit it. Ever since Benjamin had been born, his parents' perfect marriage had fallen apart because Benjamin was blind. And everyone knew that a child wasn't born blind unless the parents had done something terribly wrong. But his father was a paragon of virtue, his mother perfection itself. And so it must have been Benjamin's fault. Every day, Benjamin would wake with that heavy burden of guilt already on him. He would stumble out to his place on the dusty road to beg and under the hot sun with sweat in his non-seeing eyes, he would beg, he would call out to all passers-by. In Jerusalem, some would stop, and some would ask him, Who sinned? Whose fault is it? And Benjamin would never tell them in fear that they wouldn't give the money that he needed. And then, at night, he would stumble home again and give his father those few coins, and his father would look and grunt and say, hm, Good enough. And his mother would say, Don't be so harsh. And then they would fight again, over the money, over anything except Benjamin, because it was his fault, and they didn't want to admit it. One particularly hot day, as the sweat dribbled down his face and Benjamin called out for help, a group of people came. By the sound of it, a, a teacher and some students. And the students asked that ever-popular question, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Ah, by the accent, they were northerners. They were always good for a couple of coins. They were out-of-towners. They didn't know any better. And Benjamin waited to see what the teacher would say, because based on what the teacher would say, the students would surely give something. So whose fault was it? His fault? His parents' fault? And Benjamin braced himself for the answer. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. What? What? Someone sinned. It's someone's fault that I'm blind. Benjamin held himself back. He reined back his desire to respond to that. But he couldn't believe it. He had never heard anything like this before. The teacher went on. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then Benjamin heard a noise. It sounded like someone was spitting. And then something cold was smeared on his eyes. And the teacher said, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. Well, Benjamin knew the way. He got up and he stumbled down the road. And he reached the cool water and wiped his face clean, and as the water dribbled from his eyes, what was that? He looked up and he saw sky so far above him, so blue, so big, 
trees and people. They all had different faces. He knew they all had different voices. But who knew that people had different faces? Look at them all. How do they keep them all straight? How can you ever find one another again? Benjamin closed his eyes to, to limit it, but he had to open them again. The glorious sight, the wonder. How did anyone not just sit and stare in awe all day? Benjamin had to close his eyes to get home. He couldn't find it by sight. And, and all the, the, all the things he saw were so distracting. And he got home and he looked at his parents and he said, Dad? Mom? I can see! And his mom fell on her knees. Shaking her head, she couldn't believe it. And his father looked at him and said, No, it's some trick. Who did this? And Benjamin answered, Someone named Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, we bear so much guilt in this world, and sometimes we think that something has happened and it is our fault. Remember what Jesus said about the man born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so the work of God might be displayed in his life. Now the story, it is true, but it's not done yet. We'll listen to more of Benjamin's story next time. We'll close with a track from the Lutheran Cayley Orchestra, Lord, Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word.
Jesus Christ, your power make known. For you are Lord of lords alone. Defend your grace and arm that we may sing your praise eternally. You have been listening to Canaan Bound Podcast. For more information and to learn how you can support the artist featured on this podcast, visit CanaanBoundPodcast.com. This episode was first shared in October of 2016. We encourage you to visit a Wells Ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us. Remember his promised rest. <laughs>